the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Fascinating, fascinating. There's a lot to discuss. Tremendous amount. But lie, cheat, and steal is the mantra of the Democrat mafia. Constantly lying, led by their propagandists in media. And that's who uh, the Russian kid is, the kid in Russia that got arrested for the Wall Street Journal. I don't know, uh, should he have been arrested? Probably not. Why not just kick him out of the country? But he's definitely a propagandist because he's spewing American economic propaganda. See, this is our real problem, is that our economy has been backdoor nationalized by our government. They must lie and they cheat and they steal. And that's why we have all of the cover-ups and the banking scandals and the inability to admit how bankrupt we are as a nation as we are butted up against a debt ceiling and we are operating in some sort of limbo that is against the principles of our republic, which is what the Democrat mafia is. They are traitors to our republic. So when I do this show, and by the way, the show is growing exponentially. I'm very happy and proud, but I'm not just happy and proud because it's growing because this show is not for them. This is not for Democrat scourge. If you like communism and socialism and Marxism and every philosophy that this country spent a million of its lives sending the brave patriots to go fight, I don't want you near me. It's a very simple philosophy. But yet, we somehow attract the Democrat morons and the never-Trumper scum. So what happens now is we're getting inundated with a lot of voicemails and emails, and I love it. It doesn't intimidate me. It excites me. It's my Viagra. I love it because I love when they explain what kind of morons they are. A moron like the one that called yesterday. His name is Casey. He's calling from somewhere, Sherwood. I don't know what they do. They cut lawns. I don't know what they are. But I want you to hear this just to give you a reference of why I will not allow Casey or any Democrats to listen to my show. And if they do it, they do it in the, in the dark shadows, the cowards that they are, the useless barnacles on the ass of us, the Americans that make this society go around, the working men and women of America, people who believe in the principles of this nation, you know, me and you. Yeah, well, I just was listening to Sean Thompson claim that the Jewish people were never paid reparations after the war, which I think is false. I looked it up. Again, just to back back myself up on that, but they've been paying, Germany's been paying Jewish families, survivors of the Holocaust since the 1950s. Uh, Sean might want to do a little phoning up on his own history. I don't want him to sound like an illiterate of history like he claims not to be. Thanks. So now the moron 
as we were talking about Jewish people, he immediately, because he was educated poorly, he's a morphodite, thought of the Holocaust. When I had on Jeff Burke yesterday, the creator of truthtells.org, we never spoke of the Holocaust. We spoke of the slavery. See, but Democrat moron scum who justify their, their acceptance and their entitlements of welfare. They hear what they want to hear. Objective facts mean nothing, which is why it's pointless. And I told him in his personal voicemail when I called him today, don't ever listen to my show, Democrat scum. Because I never once mentioned the Holocaust. I mentioned slavery. 4,000 years, the Jewish people were enslaved to everybody. Who gave them reparations for slavery? Now, what this idiot is talking about, ironically, is what my uncles and grandfather went to Germany and the South Pacific to kill those Nazi scum up close and personal, especially my Uncle Mikey and Uncle Charlie. Like to do it with his hands. We killed them for what they did to the Jewish people and what they tried to do to the good German people by enslaving them to an ideology of torture and mayhem and hell. But to prove my point, I don't want to just say it, I want to prove it, to tell you the kind of scum we're dealing with, who hear what they want to hear versus the actual words, the actual facts. You're seeing in California now, there's a big reparations push, and I had a financial expert on uh, yesterday to discuss $5 million in reparations for uh, American slaves, the country that got rid of, of slavery before the Civil War in 13 states without ever firing a shot, that has the principles of its founding based on the equality of all men. And uh, I, I wonder, why, are there no, why is there no talk of, of reparations for the only group of people that were slaves for 4,000 years? 4,000 years. How come there's no, uh, there's no reparations for the Jewish slaves? Never once did I talk about the Holocaust, a perpetra- really an act created by the Third Reich that shared the philosophy of Casey, the lawn-cutting morphodite, that shares the jackass. ideology of the Democrat scourge that continue to pretend to be good at anything rather than what they really are. They're fascist pigs. And that's what's going to... I'm going to now go to a bipartisan bill that passed by the new Republican Congress that has been nullified by the fascist Fourth Reich led by the dimwit who needs his diaper changed. The most corrupt election-stealing whore this country's ever had. His name is Joseph Robinette Rat Bastard Biden. I think that's official. If you can explain to me what's partisan in making uh, energy, could you name those for me? Because I'm not sure. Because you had a bipartisan vote out here. So what's controversial? The only thing that would be controversial is that you have the majority of the Democrats who have such extreme views that even when we pass the Parents' Bill of Rights, Their extreme view believes that parents shouldn't know what's being taught to their children. They think so extreme that you shouldn't tell parents when some violence happens in your school. They are so extreme in their views that they don't believe the schools should tell them where they're spending their money. And now we just found the majority of them are so extreme that they'd rather stand with China and Russia than with the American energy worker. So I'm not sure... What's controversial in the bill? I'm not sure what's controversial that you can speed the process up so we can make things in America. We built the Empire State. We built the Empire State Building in 400 days. But it takes us seven years to build a simple road today. That's wrong. 
And we're not going to be able to compete with other countries if we continue to hold America back. That's because of the labor extortion mafias called unions and the corruption in the Democrat Party. The pay-to-play scam. That is their schematic, their blueprint. And the other thing is, this bill that was passed bipartisan with some Democrats still left that can read, although it's a very small amount. And Joe Robinette, wrinkled-ass diaper wearer, promises to veto it, thus nullifying our Congress, which is why Joe Biden needs to be impeached. But we sit in a country where over 50% of it believes this idiot won. He didn't win. He stole the election. And they like it because they're in the mafia. And the welfare rolls grow every single day. And those welfare roaches, both corporate and the ones that live like animals, they continue to support the mafia regardless of the fact the words mean nothing. The concept and principles of liberty and freedom in America mean nothing. Which is why when you see these stories of the protesters screaming to ban weapons, they don't even know why it's important that the individual has it. They don't even understand the unalienable rights of the Enlightenment. The principles of this nation, they are traitors to my beautiful America. They have more aligned with the Third Reich, which is why they are referred to on this show as the Fourth Reich, than they do my ancestors and yours that went to fight the ideology that is responsible for over 180 million murders. Communism, Marxism, socialism, which they all pretend is going to work the American version. But the fact is, it's bankrupted us. And the fact that they cannot admit exactly who they are in the face of lying in something so simple as what we see in our daily lives, as more Americans are killed from the cartel invasion of this nation than were killed soldiers in Vietnam or Korea. I didn't forget Korea this time. See? What were they fighting? They were fighting the ideology that bribed, bribed Joe Biden, the Chinese communist party that's what they were fighting and in the meantime i will not be lectured to by these morons who vote for the mafia go sit in the corner and wait for your check for something for nothing because you're not who i'm talking to this is for the americans that believe in the principles of property of freedom of liberty the properties that we sent those million boys to go fight and die not these idiots who would support such bald-faced liars as little Dick Durbin and his portly lobbyist wife and his moron-looking son. Second oversight hearing on the Department of Homeland Security. It's worth noting that under the previous administration, the previous president, the Homeland Security Secretary only appeared before our committee one time in four years. So we're glad to welcome Secretary Mayorkas back to the hearing room and learn about the work that he is undertaking to keep America safe. Listen, you As I mentioned on Tuesday, I think Secretary Mayorkas has one of the hardest jobs in Washington. Hardest Department job. of Homeland Security is responsible for defending our nation from a wide range of threats, from domestic terrorism, narcotics trafficking, climate crisis, even... Climate crisis? Mayorkas can't solve anything. Mayorkas is an unmitigated failure. And there seems to be another problem. It would appear that the communists that bribed Joe Biden and little Dick Durbin and the dailies, a lot of Chinese money in the Chicago short-in-the-pants mafia, a lot of it, 
And so you don't know if any of them were members of the CCP. Or actually, you do know. You just won't say. I, I don't know from the photograph, Senator, to whom. But surely you know about the folks well, uh, who you. Uh, Mayorkas, you can't see from the photograph? What do you think? It's a casting call for the new Charlie Chan movie? They're all Chinese. I've read this report. You're the Secretary of Homeland Security. You're aware of these individuals. Were any of them members of the Chinese Communist Party coming into this country? Senator, you're providing me with a group of individuals without names, identities, or... So you're not familiar with this incident that was widely reported on at the southern border? Don't you think it's strange that we have busloads of Chinese nationals coming across our southern border? I'm asking you from a hostile country. I'm asking you if they're members of the Chinese Communist Party. And you're, you won't you don't know. Apparently, you won't say we are very focused uh, on oh. all things with respect to the People's Republic. Of but China. you don't know anything. Oh, it's exhausting. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. The donga need food. And we need impeachment. Impeach every one of these Democrat scourge as far for the people that vote for them, that support them. Stand in the corner with the rest of the traitors to the principles of my country. Go stand there with the Chinese communists, with the cartel members. Stand in the corner like the dunce you are. 312-642-5600. Dumbass! Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Judge strikes down Obamacare provision requiring insurance to cover all of the utopia you said it was going to be great that is his his monumental platform right the dimwit who had the lowest credit score of any president ever elected in the history of this country that moron baraki likes big butts and he cannot lie passed obamacare which is one giant lie one giant lie and every year every day that goes by it has more economic damage to this country than almost the Chinese Communist Party. It would almost appear as if they wanted to destroy the quality of Americanism. Ooh, I think it does. I think we're on to something, Square. What do you think? By the way, what do you have on? What do you want, some candy? I thought Halloween was in October. What do you got on? Cubs jersey. Why do you got that on? Opening day. They play baseball during the day? Does anybody have a freaking job? I'm the only guy working three jobs. Tom in Arlington Heights. Hey, what's up, Sean? Hey, I, I love your show. I think it's great. Uh, maybe it's just a history lesson that I uh, wanted to get into. Was uh, you said that the Jewish people were enslaved for four thousand years? Who enslaved them? Ah, uh, I would think there were some Egyptian pharaohs that had a, a propensity to enslave them. Yeah. Well, we we know that you know obviously they were you know massacred and you know Germans massacred them and they got reparations you know through Germany you know for that, but it wasn't for slavery. I no mean, that's kidding. Where people might. Yeah, so I don't understand. But here's the thing. You're arguing my a point, lot of, brother. Yeah, no, no, no. I agree with you 100%. Now, here's the thing. Most of Americans now are from another country. A lot of us had nothing to do with slavery. Of course, fact, Tom. The idea of reparations in general are preposterous. But what we're, what we're being is manipulated by a government that pretends to favor one class of us over the other, the whole time operating a money scheme, paying itself off, creating massive debt, and guaranteeing economic feudalism in the future. So when we're sidetracked by these Democrats who pretend to have some virtue, when the reality is they're just propagandists themselves spewing incompetence, I, I, have, I have very little tolerance for them. I don't suffer those fools well. Now, there's one more thing I wanted to bring up. A lot of the governments, especially in the past, uh, a lot of, you know, things that happened in the past were false flag operations, Ooh. you know, for a bigger reason. 
you know. So that's why it's kind of hard to say, okay, because this happened, A happened, you know, you automatically get C. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not enough investigation to do. You're my kind of guy. Because if you you believe this is about Ukraine and a border issue, you don't belong listening to my show. So you, Tom, can continue to listen to the show. Not only that, I'm going to give you a shirt. All right? Awesome. All right. Hang on. See? Let's do a little thinking. Boy, if we did some thinking, it would be the end of the Democratic Mafia. It would be the end of the Democrat Party. It really would. And then we wouldn't have to tolerate such moron propaganda from an affirmative action dimwit like Hyun Jae Pierre, KJP, Sideshow Bob. As the president is using the tools that have been presented to him that he's able to use from the executive level without the help of Congress, Republicans in Congress who have gotten in the way and have not helped at all to deal with this issue, uh, the program that he's put forth, we see them working. The data shows that. She must mean the 130,000 Americans killed by the drug that's smuggled over by the cartels, not to mention the mayhem of the, the, the immigrants themselves, the extortion, the robbery. The other thing that Kian Pierre. What the hell is her name? Sideshow Bob. The other thing that Sideshow Bob is forgetting is that all this idiot in diapers is supposed to do is make sure the laws, the laws are enforced. He's not supposed to use his tools. That's their new phrase. Hey, toots, just enforce the fracking laws. And if you want to know why they didn't change anything, well, why don't you ask Nancy, I can't feel my face, Pelosi. Post-op Pelosi and her husband with the stinky hardware in his garage. Why don't you ask that sick bastard? Why didn't you do anything? You've been in charge throughout the last 20 years. How many times? Not to mention you all were elected back when Mitch McConnell could do a sit-up. Teresa on the Gold Coast. Hi, Sean. Uh, Yeah, Homeland Security is doing a great job, aren't they? I mean, the borders are open to anyone who can cross them. True Americans see their health insurance going up so that the illegals can get health care for free. They don't speak English. They have driver's licenses. They don't speak it. They don't read it, but they're on the road. Yeah, they're doing a here's, fine here's job. Here's an interesting point when it comes to the Chinese communists. They have mm-hmm. the easiest position to come here. All they have to do is really get to Taiwan and apply for political asylum. That's the premise of our... Are you, are you being... Persecuted because you're of the communist dictators that are in charge of your government. Okay, come on in. You don't have to sneak. What are you sneaking? No snake. Right. Just come on in. Right. I'm, I, I'm here. I mean, okay, fine. You guys come in. Why would you sneak? Because you have right. bad intentions, right? You have, you exactly. have terrible intentions. And they, this is an issue with the border for decades because the Democrats understand, like little Dick Durbin, if I get to say yep. my orcas is good, maybe they won't figure out that my portly little wife, who's built like a teapot, short and stout, is a lobbyist <laughs> whore. That's why. That's why. Yes. How's Naperville doing? She could only lobby for Illinois. So she lobbies for Naperville, and Naperville gets how many millions of federal dollars? Yeah, you really fool me there, short in the pants. I almost feel sorry for her, though. She thinks orgasm is a planet next to Pluto. Thank you very much, Teresa. Cream Puff Jim. Here's another man that had a hard time satisfying women. What's up, Chubby? Are you there? All right, he's sleeping. Cream Puff Jim thinks he's working at the street department. He's sleeping again. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. How are you, man? Hey, doing well. Yeah, you got it all figured out. Hey, let me ask you something. So, uh, you know, when the when the government uh, employees and, and all the three-letter agency people and politicians, when uh, they don't want to answer questions because they did something wrong, they committed some crimes and all that stuff like that, they just say that the information is classified. You can't see it. It's classified. So here... We got a leftist shooter, rotten, uh, no good uh, punk, 
Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the transvestite in Uvalde? Are you talking about the transvestite in Highland Park? Or are you talking about the transvestite in Tennessee? Which transvestite are you speaking of? Yeah, the one in Tennessee. And all here's right. the deal. There's a, there's a manifesto that's loaded with all kinds of information, like yeah. uh, things like what was going to her, left this little scum mind and all that stuff. Yeah. Like that. The FBI swooped in, they grabbed it. They classified it like they, they made this, sure. this uh, shoot uh, like murderer like one of them. Like, Craig, uh, I'll make uh, you feel uh, good. You want to read a manifesto of a morphodite who's a communist that wants to rule over a country like a dictator? Just go to Joe Biden election page and read the platform of the Fourth Reich. And then here's something that would be interesting. Take a look at the 1936 Soviet Constitution and look at the bullet points and then look at the Democrats. Hmm. Something tells me there's a correlation, you communist bastards. 312-642-5600. Hey, we see Marlon Collins without sharks for the first time. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Breaking news. Grand jury indicts Trump. First American president in history to be indicted by a kangaroo court system that we thought was not permissible in this country. We were wrong. The Democrat mafia can do anything they want. And yet, none of them get indicted. You know what? Maybe Trump should get Mike Madigan's lawyer. Ooh, I like that. This way you won't have to go to court for 17 years. Ah, boy. That's going to be just perfect. In the meantime, let's go to the phone lines. Ron in Countryside. Hello. I just wanted to ask a quick question. If uh, they're going to pay reparations, are the people that had gotten benefits through the social system, will that be deducted from the total? No, drinks are on the house, Ron. Drinks are on the house. Don't worry about it. We got it. It's all a scam. It's all to balkanize. What they want Americans to do is not focus on the corruption of a gangster government. So corrupt that it, it abides by none of the rules put in place for the government to abide by. They ignore them all. The debt ceiling is my greatest example, Ron, and yet how many people even talk about it? We are operating in a rogue financial situation where unelected bureaucrats are printing money, even though we're, we're, the government is not supposed to be able to do that. So what are the rules? And if you question it, you know what happens, Ron? You get audited. You get indicted. Because this is now... Nothing more than a third world banana republic. And that's the shame of it, Ron. It's the shame because I could tell from your voice you believed in those principles that you were taught when you were a kid. Those days are gone, my friend. Thank you very much for the call. Mitchell, displaint. You're right, Sean. Those days are long gone. But let me just show you something real quick. I think you'll find this fascinating. Do you know there's always a pattern with these shooters? They're all on SSRIs, which is the serotonin reuptake inhibitors. Okay, so when they snap and they're loaded on pot and they have all these emotional problems, they snap really quickly. Yeah. They also write this manifesto. And they also, do you realize that when Sloppy Joe Biden, when they're, when they're all these shootings, they're always like giving a speech or they're about to give a presentation somewhere. On 9-11, they had George Bush giving a, a talk to a bunch of second graders. Do you see the patterns here, Sean? Yeah. You know, some of those shootings were false flags. We both know that. They were nothing but rooms and, a, you know, works of fiction. And what the CIA does is they plant real stories so you can't tell the fake ones from the real ones. Now, this idiot in Nashville, right? Do I think she was medical, mentally, uh, basically, um, 
not right? Sure, when you're on SSRIs. But here's the thing. Will we ever really find out her true motive? You know what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I hear you, babe. Here's a little something you want to... I know you like to connect dots, so let's connect some dots. Uh, due to the ChicagoCityWire.com, this is a story that just broke also, aside from the indictment of a former president, CPS accused of busing in students to vote for Johnson. Large groups of students <laughs> were brought in... Is that called ballot harvesting? And how old are students that they vote? Well, it is CPS, so you do have some 19-year-old fourth graders. Thank you very much, Mitchell, for calling. I mean, this is just commonplace, and you like it that way, and you keep voting Democrat. Let's go to one. Let's go to a good one. Here's an Illinois Democrat scourge. Cyber attacks. But despite this broad mandate, our discussion kept returning to one subject last Tuesday, America's broken immigration system. This is from a senator who was elected when the Bee Gees were on tour. 1984, they sent little Dick Durbin back before his, his potbelly was so potty. It was interesting to hear the Republican senators on my committee critical of the job that Mr. Mayorkas is doing as head of the DHS, while at the same time it has been over 30 years. Did little Dick Durbin ever investigate any of the origins of covid did you ever question any wars? What is little Dick Durbin good at? 1984. How much Chinese money that found its way into the daily coffers found its way into little Dick Durbin's coffer? Hmm, I would know. Let's get his wife on the phone. She's the one who does the bookkeeping, the lobbyist short and stout that she is. Rich, Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Splendid, how are you? Listen, I wanted to uh, know if you uh, got a chance to listen to any of these hearings yeah. about the government uh, trying to censor uh, free speech and weaponizing <laughs> the government uh, uh, mean, through the IRS. Yeah, you mean, you mean um, uh, see, that's why the story in Russia has no weight in, as far as I'm concerned. So Vladimir Putin imprisoned a reporter he didn't like what they were saying. Joe Biden sends the IRS after a reporter he didn't like. So who's the, yeah. who's the dictator? Right. At least yeah. Rutan Putin has the has the decency to arrest him rather than freeze his assets. So it all depends right. which you which dictator you like better. Yeah. Right. But what I wanted to tell you, they had uh, they had two witnesses that made statements, and for whatever reason they had to leave. Well, the Democrats went nuts because they didn't have a chance to question them, especially uh, this uh, Deborah uh, Wasserman Schultz. You know the one that looks like a Debbie, wet poodle. Debbie Wasserman yeah, Debbie. Schultz. Yes. Right. She she looks like a but, turtle uh, in an afro. Yeah. It's rough. You know, but I didn't know Jiminy you know, Cricket had, had any kids. Go ahead. Yeah, but then they they got all upset about that because they couldn't question them. But what about all the hearings in January uh about January 6th that nobody had a chance to question any of the people that made statements or testified in that? They didn't have a chance to question anyone. Well, I wonder how many, how many, how many protesters in, of the Tennessee insurrection will go to prison and sit in the cooler for two and a half to three years. I mean, These are all very good points, Rich. These are all very good points. Let's cover some of this. I mean, I don't want to take away from the fact that former President Trump is indicted by a kabuki theater banana republic kangaroo court system. State Capitol protest areas apparently clearing out after chanting ban assault weapons. It follows this week's shooting, this tragic shooting in the Catholic school in Nashville. Uh, the Covenant School. How come nobody chants ban bailouts? How come nobody chants ban inside tra insider trading? How come nobody shouts ban K Street? Huh? We're not big on that? 
school where three children and three adults were killed. The shooter brought two assault weapons to the school with her that day, as well as a handgun. The scene right now, as you can see, is very calm, a lot calmer than it was a few moments ago. Here's some tape from earlier. Protesters flooding into the building, uh, chanting uh, that uh, assault weapons should be banned. At times, swarming security officers as well. But it appears as though they have uh, since uh, stood down and many of them have departed the building. Sandra? And apparently they were organizing on social media. There was a post. They outlined plans to gather at the Capitol. Wait a minute. You mean social media didn't censor them or shut down their accounts or seize it? What? 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 Oh, that's probably... They must have went under the same loophole as the Sinaloa cartel that sells drugs on Facebook and Twitter and lines. I wonder. I monder mean, is, is the same loophole, Squirrel? Look into that, will you? Out of the House's uh, 9 a.m. floor session, eventually at one point, uh, it is being reported that the crowd formed this narrow gap that forced House members to walk through uh, there. Uh, we're going to try to turn some video of that moment earlier to see exactly what that was. looks a lot like the insurrection on January 6th, only this one looked a little bit more violent. What were they chanting? No what? No peace? What are they chanting, honey bunny? No ban, no peace? No justice, no peace? Oh, they're, they're going with an oldie, huh? All right, go ahead. Like for ourselves, uh, but obviously this is the scene that was playing out there throughout the morning. They began gathering around 8 a.m. local time. Uh, 8 a.m., then they petered out around noon. They're Democrats. They can't put on a full day of anything. No action, no peace. No action, no peace. All right. Uh, were they asked? Uh, did they ask KJP about this? I think. So look. Um, first of all, we uh, we support peaceful protest. Uh, we think it's important for Americans and people just across the country to make their voices heard. Uh, just as long as it's peaceful. You mean like January sixth? No. Uh, the insurrection without a gun. The only person to get shot was a veteran, woman, 110 pounds, assassinated by a Capitol policeman who got a bump in pay. And an award. John in Portage Park has some breaking news as well. Is this true, John? Is this true? Uh, I heard it on another radio show. Uh, Well, then we don't know. All right, go ahead. Look into it. Uh, They lived at uh, the guy at January 6th, January 6th uh, out today with the buffalo cape and the horns. Oh, the shaman, the guy? Yeah, the guy guy who got a personalized tour by four policemen and walked them around as he said a prayer for them. Oh. They sprung him, and I'm wondering if there's any way he could sue. Because I he was in the God he sues. I hope the God he sues. He was in for really? 11 months. Yeah. No, brother, so, I think he, he's been in prison for two years. Two years. He was in solitary for 11 months. Oh my God, solitary that, for pretty, 11 months. How many, how hard, many gang-banging scum get get caught with guns in the car, dope in the car, are out in 36 hours in Chicago? Yeah, but look into that. See if it's true. I'm pretty sure it is. I got it from a reputable source. It is true, John. We verified it as you were talking. You are exactly right. The shaman is out, and I think he wants to find where he uh, left something in the Capitol. Thank you very much. I made that part up. Do not quote me. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I'm saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just... Disgusting, sexist pig, and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. AM560. The answer. what do you think? He goes back to the Capitol with the hat on. Has to look in the lo- lost and found. Anybody see my phone? Left it there three years ago. 
and we've been very clear about these anti-LGBTQ bills that we're seeing in state legislators, legislatures across the country, in particular these anti-trans bills, uh, as they attack trans kids, as they attack trans parents. Uh, it, is, it is shameful, and it is unacceptable. Uh, as you mentioned, tomorrow... How about, no, how about no assault weapons for transgenders? Ooh, that would confuse them. Take a day to straighten it out. George Naperville, are you enjoying your oh. banana republic that used to be America? Sean? Yes. Yeah, with all that COVID cash, they had money for expensive, the, the schools had money for those expensive air purifiers because teachers can't teach from the grave, but they won't spend a dollar to protect kids with an armed police officer. They want mayhem. Of course they do. They make a lot of money from mayhem. And nobody asks, boy, you're paying $30,000 a year to teach a CPS student, and what, 10% of them can read? 10% of the kids can read, but they, 90% graduate, and nobody can say the word ask. Glenn in Oakbrook. Hi, Sean. The uh, QAnon shaman, I think he was in jail for about 16 months, and he had another 12 to go. But uh, I think that the view should book him for an interview right away. Yeah, listen, it's not going to do any good. Even though he's been locked up for that long, Joy Behar is still not going to look like a woman to him. But I like the way you think. Thank you very much. In the meantime, speaking of not looking like a woman, I've got other good news, other breaking news. Oh, my God. What is it? It's Hillary Clinton. She's running. What? What? Hillary's running again? I know. I heard that's so crazy. This is wild. She's running again. Here I am. Hillary, you're running again. Well, I sure am, Karen. I just got here early for the new class we're teaching together on foreign policy decision-making. Classes... <laughs> foreign, foreign policy decision-making. Are they going to talk about Libya? Are they going to talk about Benghazi? What are they going to talk about? With Hillary, the Duchess of Chaffington, who's good at absolutely nothing except polishing off three desserts. What are they going to talk to Hillary about? And you're going to pay for this? Don't start until September. Yeah, but I wanted to be prepared, Karen. You know, when it comes to crisis situations, you've always got to be prepared. Prepared? I think you're more prepared than anyone to teach this course. Now, what are we going to call it? Inside the Situation Room. Yes. And <laughs> you know what's great about this squirrel? Nothing. Nothing's great about this, but what this proves is that uh, all reality shows actually are staged, actually have directors. This is one, the Kardashians didn't live the way you saw. There was a director. There was a script. This is exactly what this country is. That's why when Trump is indicted, it's based on the script. When the Duchess of Chaffington pretends to be a professor good at foreign policy, it's the script. So you don't look at the real ramifications of her policy. Let's take a... How much time do I got, Squirrel? I don't have enough time. Damn it. All right, let's hear the rest of it. I'll cover the theory of political decision-making and strategy, mm -hmm. and I'll cover what it was actually like in the room during the bin Laden raid, the Iran sanctions, the Gaza ceasefire, you name it. The Iran sanctions? Iran's foreign minister is in Moscow to hold talks on the international nuclear deal with and the situation in Syria and Afghanistan. Speaking to RT, the visiting top diplomat issued scathing criticism of the U.S. for sanctions against his country. 
American sanctions are perceived as a failed policy. We believe that sanctions are an instrument of economic terrorism against peoples. However, the Islamic Republic of Iran, in its handling of the situation, has paid special attention to the opportunities created by the sanctions and made the most of this to further the progress of the country. We believe that the sanctions policy is ineffective and wrong and is a terrorist war against peoples. Oh, so you spoke with the Iranian foreign minister. Do you know what happened here, Square? This is why you're de-dollarizing oil. And the Iranians in the Saudis' new alliance, along with India, Russia, and China, are all the ramifications of the Duchess of Chaffington and her foreign policy. And now you're going to teach a class? It better be on eating, fetzo, because you're good at absolutely nothing else. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so As you review the policies of the American government, you realize there are not many, if any, that are based in objective fact. Whether you talk about foreign policy, whether you talk about domestic policy, economic policy, none of it is based in fact. It's really a form of fascism with excuses. The greatest example of that is our position on climate. I call it eco-Nazism, what's practiced, because they reject so much of the perspective of history, so many of the wrong predictions that our own government has made. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. That's from 1977. They were predicting an ice age. My next guest likes to present the objective fact, sometimes called inconvenient facts. He is a geologist with more than 35 years of studying the Earth's process. He's also the executive director of CO2 Coalition. He's the author, best-selling author, of Inconvenient Facts. His name is Gregory Wrightstone. Gregory, I understand you were challenging some of the National Science Teachers Association's positions. How did it go? Uh, Actually, it went really well. It didn't. It, it, it didn't end well because they kicked us out of their annual convention. But yeah, that's how we most challenged. parties in for me, too. Go ahead. What's that? Yeah. Most parties yeah. in like but, that when I'm there, too. Go ahead. Yeah, But uh, but what we did was, uh, we, at the CO2 Coalition, we have some, uh, a lot of our members, are, are all of our members are very concerned about the state of science teaching in America, that they're actually being indoctrinated they're not being taught the scientific process or critical thinking skills. They're being indoctrinated into this consensus opinion. And because of that, we launched this education initiative number uh, 18 months ago, really. And we're about ready to launch our website. Uh, we went to the National Science Teaching Association's annual convention to promote our, 
our our materials. And while we were preparing that, uh, we we viewed the NSTA's uh, position paper on climate change, and we found that the NSTA, the National Science Teaching Association, bear in mind this is a forty thousand. Uh, member strong organization. The convention had fourteen thousand attendees, and what they what they are promoting is an adoption of a consensus opinion of science. They're adopting censorship of anything that goes against that that so called consensus of a of a man made catastrophic warming. They're, they're adopting indoctrination of our students instead of embracing critical thinking skills in the scientific process. And it angered me, and we gathered together uh, 15 of our top. We, I was the primary author. Uh, we, we put out a position paper challenging the NSTA's position on climate change, and that didn't go over well. But I tell you what did. We, we arrived last—this just happened last Thursday— Imagine 14,000 attendees. We show up and we've got all our education materials. We're teaching science education for children. Our books, our comic books done manga style and our videos anime style. We have lesson plans to go along with them. So we're teaching science without climate alarmism. Imagine that. Uh, And and you're combating the anti-science. It's the lack of science at this point. We are. We're just we're we're putting out basic things for um, elementary and middle school students that are about photosynthesis, gases in the air, just simple science. And we're not promoting any political agenda. And we show up. We start got, and we've also got our new publication challenging the NSTA. And uh, we were over. This is huge. This is really huge, Sean. We were overwhelmed by the teachers. We were three and four deep at our booth, people wanting our information. We, we had probably, we estimate much greater than 95% of the people we responded to were hugely uh, responsive to our message. Of, and our message is one of modest warming and increasing CO2 is beneficial to the Earth's ecosystems and humanity. And these people for the most part, had never heard this, and they were thirsty for the information we're providing. Just, it was so uplifting for us and empowering to see all these teachers just clamoring for this information. And it was the so next day. Help there. This was just last Friday. Just last Friday at noon, we had we actually we we distributed every single one of our lesson plans in the first two hours. We thought we were bringing too much material. We didn't bring enough. And then by, by noon, just before noon on Friday, we'd run out of all of our publications uh, for, for the children. And right after we ran out, the NSTA head honchos came over, and they said, you need to take this material down. And you know, Gregory, you in the original it. part of uh, Honey Bunny contacting you is because I bought your book, Inconvenient Facts. And I, lo- I love the idea of the perspective that needs to be brought to an argument based on a hypothesis. It's not really based on fact. And it explains so well why the government and their apparatchiks who have been preaching chicken little fear-mongering 
have been wrong for 70 years. I played that clip of Leonard Nimoy in 1977, but it's never really referred to. I have Jimmy Carter talking about how oil will run out in 30 years in 1976. This is something that the government's position has never been right. And nobody's ever explained Pompeii to me to any satisfaction. But the other thing that they're forgetting is there's a lot of money in this misinformation, which is why the government is so protective of knowledge, in my opinion. I'm wondering how you feel about this. Oh, absolutely. And we see that with the NSTA. This is the, uh, it's the leadership of the National Science Teaching Association is promoting this. They're such a woke organization. We didn't touch their political aspects where they're promoting uh, critical race theory and diversity, equity, and inclusion was a huge, huge thing at this convention. And so it's we're pushing back against that. And there, you're right. There's it's the money that's involved. And we were all the few people that were haters that came up to us. They always push. Who are your funding sources? You're a shell of bill, big oil. Well, the NSTA convention was actually funded by Exxon, Shell, and many of the other multinational companies, oil companies that were funding this this nonsense uh, because these guys have sold out. Uh, BlackRock is, is, has been has been demanding this because they are heavily invested in the alternatives, as are big oil. This is something that is fact based and ironically exposed in an, in a documentary that was put together by Michael Moore. Yet the 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 reaction by the people who are advocates of this fascism, they also censored Michael Moore and his Planet of the Humans documentary. Um, so. Is there going to be the fact, I mean, this is, first of all, it's optimistic to see that these teachers were open to you and were receptive and wanted your information, but they're up against a multi, multi hundred billion dollar industry, if not a trillion dollar. Can you combat that kind of corporatism with fact, in your opinion? You you bet we can, and we're doing it. We're doing it at the CO2 Coalition. We have seen such an outpouring of support for us. It's unbelievable. And we saw it this week. And I, what I tell my team, and our, we have a small staff, but we have a huge, huge uh, volunteer component. We have 120 top scientists in the world. These are all volunteers. They provide their time. We had, we had three of them, all PhDs at the science convention. These are scientists. These are chemists physicists that were attending and we didn't meet any other scientists that pushed back against us so we're what we're doing we our our comment and our our motto during that convention was we are winning we just we would look at each other and rafael and Nascimento, phd in analytic chemistry she 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 runs a scientific group in brazil she was there she, she would look over me about every half an hour and give me a thumbs up and go, we are winning. Because we were just inundated by these teachers looking. They were thirsty for this information. And I see that. Sean, I'm so pumped and optimistic. Almost yeah. every random person I talk to, and I talk to a lot of people because I push this agenda, they're, they're really thirsty for this information. They've only heard the the negativity. They haven't heard the facts, the science that, that says that no, fires, wildfires in the United States are in significant decline. No, extinctions are not increasing. They're decreasing significantly. No, 
Hurricanes are not increasing. No, tornadoes are, are decline, not increased. These are all things that people don't know. And, some, and we need to we need to get this information out there. Well, listen, I love your organization. You know that I want to support you constantly and in every way possible. But I have this question, and you're one of the only people smart enough to answer it. I believe the fact that they were able to make CO2 a pollutant is beyond outrageous and ridiculous. And, of course, it's going to lead to taxation for life itself. But they're doing damage, real damage in the meantime. Can the Earth, which I think can sustain anything, but will we be able to recover from the damage of the lack of CO2? And the answer in something as biomass, which is destroying forests across this country, across the world, which is a ridiculous idea of alternative energy, you're destroying forests. I mean, do you think we can recover from this? Uh, yeah, I think we can. It, the, the deforestation is being driven by this, like you say, harvesting of biofuels. We're seeing it in North Carolina and Virginia, mature forests being cut down to be put into wood pellets to ship to the United Kingdom. And they That's call crazy. it green energy. Is that green? I don't think so. Uh, and, and there's, there's, it, we're paving over vast amounts of desert uh, with, with critical habitat to put up solar panel farms and industrial scale wind development across our forests, uh, depriving endangered species of of their of, of critical habitat. We're, we're putting up wind turbines in the flyways of these endangered species that are killing. Did you know that the United States uh, Fish and Wildlife Service, they have a bag limit for bald eagles. No one knows that. 15,100 per year are allowed to be killed or permitted. Bald eagles are permitted to be killed by wind turbines. But what? What? Their, their goal is supposed to be protection of those birds. And what they do is give permits that, okay, go kill 15,000. It's, it's, it's okay. The support is what's shocking. The whales, the destruction of the whales on both coasts of this country. And there's a small group of people that complain, but their complaints go on deaf ears. And um, we keep turning to our abuser for solution rather than choking off the money. Is there a way for the American people to demand that the money stop going into this murder of wildlife, this destruction of forestry, and this, uh, this real restraint on the quality of our lives, which is, above all, in my opinion, you are making people in this country live like they do in third world countries because you say it's good for the environment, but you're destroying the quality of life. There has to be some sort of uh, uh, legislative recourse we have. Do we? Well, that just, that's an, that's, electing the right people, but what's frustrating to us are so many in the GOP uh, or have bought into this notion of a climate crisis. They, they, they start from, the, from the, the, the beginning point is, well, there's something really bad going on, and it's because of us, and we have to do something. And, but, you know, we can't spend $3.5 trillion a year doing it. Let's just spend $850 billion. No. We say there is no climate crisis. Spending one penny to solve a non-existent crisis is one penny too much, and that's what we have to. But we have to get that through with the GOP. We, we've had great success recently. I've had. I'm not going to mention who we've met with. No, but we've had some tutorial sessions with some big names that you know and your listeners would know, and we're 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 trying to bring them around uh, to this 
this philosophy, instead of starting from a climate crisis, we start from, no, CO2 is a hugely beneficial aspect. And what we're doing, too, at the CO2 Coalition this year, we've put out uh, two amicus briefs supporting one was uh, uh, CHECC versus the EPA, where we're, we want to roll back what's called the endangerment finding that found mm-hmm. that CO2 is important. It's not. It's They call it the demon molecule. We call it the miracle molecule that's benefiting life and humanity. Why I love having you on, why I was so engrossed by your book, Inconvenient Facts, the Science That Al Gore Doesn't Want You to Know, is because I was a fan I'm a student of, of, of the late, great John Coleman. I was blessed to be born in a once great city where John Coleman combated this up until the day he died. And then there was a vacuum. And then all of a sudden I stumbled onto you and you fill that vacuum. And with your kind of integrity and your kind of knowledge, we have hope. Gregory Wrightstone, thank you. And thank the people at CO2Coalition.org. I highly recommend everybody pay attention to the site. Everybody take a look at the books and support Gregory Wrightstone. Thank you for making time. It's truly important. Important and uh, you gave us all hope tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM five sixty. The answer. AM five sixty. The answer. I love this song. Oh, that's when California was not led by a communist. Funded by the Getty money. You know, somewhere in California, in this country, there's a two-year-old whose mother was a $5 lap dance hooker. Or, I'm sorry, mother, mother, $5 lap dance hooker, father, crackhead, and grandfather, president of the United States. So it's America, baby. Anything is possible. So keep the faith. In the meantime, let these scoundrels celebrate as they have corrupted every facet of our economy every policy of our government, as they profit, insider trade, paid off from lobbyists. They're called Democrats. It's a mafia. And after the indictment of an ex-president, it's an official banana republic. But the Democrats' scourge have something to celebrate. Rather than focus on the ghettos they've created with their own money, and we have one of those on the line. I thought he choked on a pork rind or was stuck in a bathtub. Here he is, Green Puff Jim. How you doing? The, the, the fire department saving shot. Man, I'm all I can say, yeah, yeah, it should. It, but I have one word for this indictment, and the only word that comes to mind is hallelujah. Oh. You have a great show, Sean. Uh, Take care, Bill. Yeah, see that we love that. We love. He's enjoying that pension money stuff in those cream puffs down the I'm getting Plus, it's the game opener. So I wonder if Cream Puff Jim is like my guy Squirrel in there. You think he's got a beanbag upholstery skin on as a jumpsuit? Yeah, why not? Bob in Buffalo Grove. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Sean. Thanks for having uh, Gregory Whitestone on. I, we don't hear enough of him. Amy and Dan in the morning don't mention the climate issues. I don't see hardly anything on Newsmax or uh, Fox News. So I want to thank you for having him on. Oh, One subject... One subject you didn't address, I had been linked in with him and receiving his posts on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. but LinkedIn did not like what he posted, so they removed him. Here's a man who's a scientist for for 40 years of his life, a geologist. He comes out and he he combats the misinformation and he's censored. That's the, the, you know, we live in a banana republic. You're seeing the indictment of a former ex-president for what exactly? 
for, for paying a hooker to keep her mouth shut. The daughter-in-law, or I don't even know if he married her, who knows, but the mother of the, of, of the president's granddaughter is a lap dance hooker from California. And it's preposterous to me. The whole damn thing is preposterous. And then, um, you know what I would love to see? It'll never happen, but I'd like to see Whitestone debate that noted climate scientist uh, John Kerry. John Kerry is such a moron, corrupt moron. John Kerry and his and his wife, uh, Heinz's cleaning lady, they uh, have a tremendous amount of money in the alternative energy, which ironically is big oil. See, big oil owns it all. BlackRock owns it all. All of the money, you're talking a trillion-dollar money laundering scheme, and the damage is what I'm concerned with, because what they do in just biofuel is deforest the world. They're destroying the CO2, which we need. It's the fundamental foundation of photosynthesis. And they have these idiots believing we need to control it. That's why I love having Gregory Wrightstone. And more importantly, uh, CO2coalition.org. That is a very important website. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate it very much. Jim in South Elgin. How are you doing, my friend? I have initially called regarding the uh, previous topic as far as uh, science and things. And... There's a friend of mine named Frank Lassay. He's a former state senator from Wisconsin. He discusses a lot of those things, too, so I'll, I'll introduce you to him. You can have him on as well. But, uh, you know, this whole thing with Trump, you know, these people are going to rue this day because they're going to come back and fight them. You know, for example, here in Chicago, uh, Father Flager was defrocked, you know, due to some false accusations. Everybody's all, you know, Oh, oh whoa, 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 whoa. You You're know? talking about the two brothers who accused them of molesting them? Right, exactly. false it, it accusations. A, you just have a choice who you're going to believe. I believe the brothers. Go ahead. Well, anyway, so it's the same thing that's going back to haunt them. In the meantime, the same people that are are applauding this say nothing about the you know the crime in Chicago, all the things going on, the things we discuss ad nauseum, and it's just it's it's you know like Michael Savage said, liberalism is a mental disorder. Jim, <laughs> this is play. a good thing. This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing because if you're living in these Democrat hellholes. If you're living under the guise of fascism, if you see the people celebrating this ridiculousness, you're probably repulsed. And this will be good because it will expedite what needs to happen in this case. You are not going to reason with the unreasonable. You're not going to litigate a position of people who ignore objective fact at every instance, whether it's economically whether it's in the in the policies of a nation that is supposed to be a republic as the leader of it keeps calling it a democracy and believes it to be a mobocracy, or whether you recognize this is a banana republic and you need to go to an area that will protect your unalienable rights. You need to get to a red state because the blue states love this kind of control. They love this kind of fascism. And they use their very failures as an excuse to pay off their economic swindles. If you're a consumer... And you're sitting with more than 250000 in a small bank in some state somewhere, and you're watching this play out in Washington with all the grandstanding of hearings. What do you do? Do you feel better or worse? I say you feel worse. I say this is the beginning of the demise of small banks for sure, and that we're going to end up with an oligopoly of very large institutions with an imputed concept that they're backed by the federal government. Not get- Which is why in the dark of night, they pay off a money laundering scheme that positioned itself as a bank called Silicon Valley Bank. They did the same thing with Signature Bank in New York, of which a Democrat fraud by the name of Barney Frank was paid $2.1 million 
to sit on the board. This failure is their goal. Stop looking at these Democrats as sharing your principles, wanting this country to succeed. They do not. They like the fascism. My definition and understanding of dereliction of duty is a person's purposeful or accidental failure to perform his obligations. We have a- How many politicians does that fit? You have a president that is going to veto a bipartisan energy bill, an American energy bill, and nobody speaks of impeachment. You have politicians in the, in the Congress, in the Senate, that are assets of the Chinese Communist Party. But then does it offend anybody? You have a president who is an asset of the Chinese Communist Party. We are on the precipice of a world war on three fronts. The world is operating to de-dollarize because there is no full faith and credit in the American dollar in which a banking system can print up and pick and choose who gets the money. Guaranteed, imputed. But you're, you're not advocating for that. You're saying that system's going to happen. No, That's I, I'm not analysis. advocating for it. I have come to the conclusion, as many others have that are discussing this, that I do not want to pay for every idiot banker's mistake. It's not on me as a taxpayer. And there are many idiot bankers. I know it's harsh words, but let's put it the way it is. These people were incompetent. And that's what happened. Now, why do I own that problem? Particularly if I don't live in California. I don't care what they do in California. You're saying that every taxpayer should be asking one question right now. And what is that? What is that question? Do I personally want to guarantee every tiny bank in America? That's the only question we need to answer. No. And then when you hear the lies, the guarantees of exactly who the budget and the plan of the Marxist mafia is going to help, it hurts everyone. Ironically, it hurts those people who need to not be hurt by their government the most. President Biden has repeatedly promised that he would not increase tax burdens on those making less than 400000 In fact, we heard last week uh, one of his folks reiterating that's not going to happen, you know. But I don't necessarily see that in this budget. Do the proposals in his budget live up to that promise? Well, the question of directly or indirectly, and perhaps directly. Independent Tax Foundation of America. Taxing directly people earning under 400000 But people earning under 400000 will be severely impacted by the collateral effects of these tax increases, whether it's increasing the corporate tax rate, um, to increasing uh, taxes on small businesses, et cetera. There will be an impact on those folks, and it will not be good. Our estimates are that at least 335,000 people will lose their job because of these tax increases. How many thousands, hundreds of thousands, will lose their job because of the bailouts to the Democrat liaisons of corruption called banks? How many? You can't quantify what it's like to let this dimwit in diapers steal an election. But I know I'm supposed to talk about a kangaroo court and a banana republic that would indict a president. For what exactly? Paying off a hooker? All right. You mean like the mother of the granddaughter of the president of the United States? 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I think he should stay in Florida. What are you going to do? Are you going to come and get him? What does the Secret Service do then? Very interesting questions. So many interesting questions. What does it look like? What does fascism look like? You know, this is what dictators in Africa, the Middle East, this is what Rootin' Tootin' Putin, this is what 
the Ukrainian gangster government used to do, imprison the opposition, the political opposition. It's the exact same thing. Starting to see a similarity. So what does it, what does it look like when they come from? I'm curious to know. Ask a quick follow-up. Um, in the last presidential campaign, one of the Democratic contenders said that what he would do is come for AR-15s. Does the president support not just banning the sale and manufacture of semi-automatic weapons, but further than that, confiscation? Let's, let me just be very clear. What we're talking about, AR-15s, these assault weapons banned, they are weapons of war, and they should not be on the streets across the country, in our communities. They should not be in schools. They should not be in grocery stores. They should not be in, in churches. That's what the president believes. Hmm. What's it look like when they start to really come? Chuck Delavan. Hey, uh, I got to tell you something. First of all, the weapon of choice for any farmer in the United States is an AR-15. He's got him in his truck. He's got him in He's got $500,000 combines and tractors. If he sees a groundhog, he's going to break an axle when he falls through the roof of a groundhog's house. He's taking it out. You don't need a scope. It's open sight. The most heavily armed populace in the United States with AK-47s is the Amish. They do not call 911. Back to the other stuff, though, with this indictment. 2% of the country... They don't buy a lot of razors for for the legs and the women either, though. Uh, I don't know if you want to... No, they don't. All right, go ahead. Two percent of the country that feeds the other ninety-eight percent. I'm asking all the farmers in the United States, Thomas. Also, take a snow day. I'm not planting nothing this year. Just plant mm-hmm. enough to feed yourself. And Have you noticed the people that, that Chuck Gowdy has hips like an Amish woman? Yeah, I've seen that. All right. Yeah. yeah. And let's go back. Let's go back to the poll tax. If you don't own anything, if you don't physically own anything, where you're paying property tax on something, you don't get to vote. All right. That way, there the people that have no skin in the game. Yeah. They have no skin in the game. They can't vote. They can't cancel my vote out. You know what it used right? to be, Chuck? Kids used to have to pass a Constitution test to go from grade school to high school. How many college kids could pass a Constitution test? How many Democrat politicians? Do you think Little Dick Durbin and his portly wife could pass a Constitution test? No. Neither I, could anybody that voted for them pass a Constitution test. In there lies the real problem. You've got the rise of the Fourth Reich and the destruction of American principles. That's why it's called America's Dark Ages, also known as the Obama years. Thank you very much, Chuck. That's just the way it works. And what happens? How does it all go down? The brain room, that's what they call it, at Fox News, told the network its claims about Dominion voting systems rigging the presidential election were false. But Fox News... I don't know. Were they false? We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Ta-da! News put them on the air anyway, according to newly released evidence made public in Dominion's defamation lawsuit against Fox News. Joining me now is NBC News digital senior politics editor Amanda Turkle and Washington Post senior political reporter Aaron Blake. So Amanda, explain what these documents tell us about the brain room. Sure. So Fox has this sort of in-house fact-checking and research unit. Mm -hmm. And you have top Fox executives admitting in their testimony in this Dominion lawsuit that when they're not sure of something, when they want to check the veracity of something. Did the Dominion lawsuit include the director, the brain trust at Kill Chain documentary? 
Voting is our capability to have a peaceful transfer of power. If you don't have that, the alternatives are revolutions. We call them voting machines, but they're nothing more than obsolete computers. 2002 is when they put them in service. A commonly used argument. They are never connected to the internet. No voting machines are connected to the internet. Not connected to the internet. Not connected to the internet and therefore cannot be attacked. Oh, it wants to go to internet. That's very nice. Yes, yes, yeah. 81 million voted for this grandfather of a stripper. <laughs> Greg in LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good. So it's always good to hear from Chuck from uh, Dublin because he's a really good guy. I met him a couple times. Uh, he's really a straight shooter, and I really appreciate his thoughts on this. And he basically echoes what you say. When you lose faith in, in your government and the rule of law, you're basically going to take care of your own. He's not going to work. He won't do things. I mean, he said he wasn't going to work, and he'll feed himself. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, as people become more and more disgusted with what is, with what is clearly uh, a, a bifurcated legal system, you know, it, it's, just, it's just not good for anyone, and the country is going to suffer, and our internal people, the internal enemy of this country will take us down faster than any external enemy. The country, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to find somebody who has faith in the government. And, and, and here's the thing, that's earned. Where has the government delivered on anything? I mean, unless you're in the scam. I mean, if you're the beneficiary of this, the government scam, well, then you're loyal to it. They're called Democrats. But there isn't one policy, there isn't one operation, there isn't one entity that the government operates in honest, in an in integrity way, delivering the services it provides. People are going to, and this, this, this will be the greatest help for the secession movement because you can't get along with scoundrels. I'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty without me. These are trying times. Objective facts being ignored on all fronts. It doesn't mean we have to ignore it or abandon it. It will be our shield against the fascist spears, in my opinion. My next guest has been fighting that battle for years now. She's a research fellow with the Arthur B. Robinson Center on Climate and Environmental Policy with the Heartland Institute. When she was an intern in 2018, she co-authored a policy brief debunking the myths about hydraulic fracturing. Before that, she worked on deep water drill ships logging as a logging geologist. Her name is Leanna and I, Linnea, excuse me, Linnea Lucan, and we're going to discuss the Biden energy policies. How much does it cost the average household? Well, it seems like it's cost the average household about $2,300 since Biden entered office. Well, that's um, that's actually not as much as I one. thought. <laughs> well, that's, that's not going to account for, um, you know, some of the inflation that has added to it. And it's also not taking into account the impact that these higher energy costs have had on food prices, um, anything that needs to be transported. Um, 
So it's we were pretty conservative when we did our calculations, um, trying to be a little bit fair as much as we can, whether or not they deserve it. That's another thing. But, um, yeah. It's important so to follow the bouncing ball. It's important to, fo- to follow how the policies destroy the quality of life in so many directions and how that ironically destroys the people who are not rich, the very people who voted for this policy that, in essence, is the handcuffs on their quality of life. Do you think there's a certain number where they'll wake up? Uh, for the everyday person, I think we're probably approaching that number if we get gas prices the way that we did last summer, this summer again. It'll be awful tough for the Biden administration to blame Putin this time around. Um, just as it was hard for him to buy, uh, blame Putin last year in 2021, sorry, um, when by the end of that year, his first year in office, he had already cost the average household about $1,000 at least in energy costs. So it is, you know, it's going to be tough, but um, oh gosh, I don't know what number it would take. It's a tough but one. Right? I don't but see any. Yeah, I don't see any indication of it. Is it because so any. many generations are spoiled by the prosperity that this country has delivered since they were able to get the moron Jimmy Carter out of office? Um, do you think that's the reason, or is it because they have no idea of how important an energy sector is to the quality of life? It is what separates us from generations ago that didn't have the quality of life we have. Do you think it's just the fact that we're a bunch of spoiled children with no real <laughs> perspective of reality? Well, I think I think we have been extremely fortunate, especially in the last couple decades here. Um, I think that all you have to do really to take a really good look at what kind of situation that we're facing if we keep down this road is you can look at, you know, California as its own little microcosm. No one wants to live there anymore, not just because of the crime, but because of the cost. And then you can look at what uh, banning things like, you know, fossil fuel derived fertilizers had on Sri Lanka, where their government collapsed very shortly afterwards because of protests and people starving um, because they tried to go all organic by government mandate. So that didn't turn out too well for them. Um it's it's a little bit of a nightmare across the board if it keeps getting worse. And sh- uh, unfortunately, you know, the Biden administration is so two-faced on this whole issue. And that's the part would, which makes me believe this outcome is intentional. And I'll tell you why I came to that conclusion. We have known for well over 100 years that our country is the richest when it comes to natural gas, is the richest when it comes to light, sweet, crude. One of my favorite books that was given to me by a dear friend of mine who was very smart was called Titan, and it was about J.D. Rockefeller, who discovered this a 100 years ago, that he understood that it was through our, our, our ability to have this wonderful resource under our feet in every single state. You know, this show is broadcast primarily in Chicago, Illinois, which was a hub for coal, a hub for oil. When the uh, nuclear energy boom happened, we are the state with the largest, with the most nuclear plants in it, in the country. Yet through political policies, we hamstring those people. And now through corruption of ComEd and the Democrat Party in Illinois, we have among the highest energy costs. At what point do people educate themselves to the fact that the eco-Nazism spewed by government is based on a, a lie of control 
and with through that control they have us as as serfs will that maybe come to light well i mean you you would hope that it wouldn't get that far before people would wake up um you had a little bit of a stirring over in the netherlands where they just elected uh, their farmers party um, got the most seats in their recent elections, and they basically ran on, let's stop doing this green nonsense. And it worked out well for the people because, you know, they've been kind of crushing their farmers over there with all of their uh, emissions policies and nitrogen regulations. So, I mean, there it took months and months of major protests and basically a grassroots movement cropped up around it to get it to stop. Um, I'm, unfortunately, I, I'm a little bit pessimistic about some of it. I think that it's got to get quite a bit worse before people really start noticing. Now, you worked for, for a while as a logging geologist on a deep water drill ship. The ocean is a, is a resource of, of, of oil as well. And so many of these third world countries have the resource of oil, yet their governments operate in conjunction with American big oil companies who don't use it to benefit the quality of lives of the citizens of these dictatorships, but they use it as a bribery weapon to turn um, New Guinea into Chicago light with the corrupt mafia running the government. Um, are enough Americans aware of this kind of scandal that goes on in deep water drilling, or is it a fact that they just want it away from their eyes so they can pretend it doesn't actually exist? Well, I mean, any industry that has a um, that has kind of an international presence is going to be able to be leveraged in that way. Uh, it's it's pretty astonishing how corrupt people can get across the board. Um, you know, growing up, I grew up in Illinois as well, um, only moved down south to Louisiana to work offshore, but I grew up in Illinois and people really don't, in my experience, have very much knowledge about the industry in general. They just know, you know, oh, they drill a hole in the ground and the oil comes up and then you ship it to wherever it needs to go. Um, so I, so I don't think that people have a very good grasp of that. And then when you start getting into international territory, uh, it's a whole nother animal. Now, what else I'm enjoying, the hypocrisy of the uh, current administration and most of the Democrat Party itself, is is the vehement rejection of hydraulic fracking that happened as we discovered that we are 10 times the Saudi Arabia of natural gas than Saudi Arabia is of oil. And uh, we found this unique way to get it, which is a clean process to deliver the best product with the least harm to any environment. And yet they railed against it that it was not good for water. Yet they seem to support policies that poison water in areas of Democrat control, whether they're because of railroad derailments or policies of Democrats not updating water delivery systems in Michigan. What is What are some of the, um, the policies you debunk, the myths in regards to hydra- hydraulic fracking that uh, maybe we can know about? Well, the, the water table one is a big one. Um, a lot of the arguments that you will see are based on some very misleading, very incorrect information that came from a um, documentary that went around. I had to watch it when I was in high school called Gasland. Um, there's an entire scene where they, he goes to someone's house in Colorado and they light their faucet on fire. Mm-hmm. 
Well, what they didn't tell you in that documentary was before the documentary was even filmed, they went to that house, the EPA did, and they tested their well, and they found that the water was lighting on fire because it had a very high concentration of uh, biogenic methane. So this is a methane that is produced by, you know, um, bacteria breaking down or just, you know, rot in general, um, not caused by fracking fluids or associated even with the fracking fluids or the gas that they're, that they're fracking out of the rock. Um, you know, we, a lot of people don't know that you can tell all oil and gas has kind of its own fingerprint, and they know where it comes from once they're able to get a sample of it. So... Really? Uh, a lot of these cases, not just the one in Colorado, but across the country that have, you know, claimed that fracking is causing their water supply to get damaged in some way. Um, as far as I know, every single one of them have turned out to be something else and not fracking related. Do um, scientists such as yourself and in general have a, have a complete understanding of the complexity of what is going on um, in the Earth's core to the surface, do they have an understanding of how many how many barrels of oil are released naturally through nature itself in the floor of the ocean? And by us pulling it out, oh, that's is it, quite a few. Is it I have a trillion? Is it for? Is it? Do we even know if it's a bad thing to get natural gas and oil out of the Earth, or is it possible that it may be a good thing for us to get this product of the Earth out of it? Well, I mean, that's gonna some. The last question there is going to come down to some opinion. Of course, you know, people who are um, all on board with the climate change issue being caused by uh, or that they claim is being caused by our use of fossil fuels. Now, no matter what they say about it not being up for debate, that is up to debate to degrees. Um, so they'll say that, you know, oh, well, climate change is such a threat that we can't risk using any of the fossil fuels that we are able to get out of the ground. They say, leave it in the ground, don't use it for anything, just stick it there and stay there. Well, that's obviously not a possible uh, situation with how yeah. dependent all of our economies are on it, not just for energy, but for, for life. You know, single-use plastics that everything. Um, make hospitals clean, uh, basically everything, yeah. Um and so in, in, in terms of what seeps naturally, I mean, as you said, this is, I wouldn't, I, I do not believe that we know exactly how much it is because it would be extremely difficult to say. But ever since people first rolled into California, they noted that the um, shores in, I believe, uh, Santa Barbara get little tar balls washing up on shore. A lot of that is from natural oil seeps that are offshore. Um, and that, I mean, there's nothing we can do about that. That's, that's the ocean cracking open and letting yeah. all the soil out. So, um, and there's a pretty significant gas resource called methane hydrates. That is basically a, um, natural gas that is frozen combined with water and it just kind of sits on the ocean floor in some places. Um, and that's a huge untapped potential for energy but, so if, uh, if there was real progressives in this country, they'd be they'd want to progress and see what we can do with that, wouldn't they? Yeah, throw a little bit of funding at that. That would be pretty nice. But <laughs> I don't I don't see that happening anytime soon. I believe that the blowing up of Nord Stream Two is one of the greatest 
man-made ecological disasters in world history. I also don't put too much risk in it because, after all, it is a product of the Earth. Is that something we should be worried about and try to investigate who exactly blew up Nord Stream 2, or is that something we should just uh, believe what our government's telling us happened? Uh, <laughs> a little tough for me to comment on that one. Um, yeah. I think I, in terms of ecological danger, um, what a lot of people don't realize is that pipelines, and I'm not entirely sure that this is the case for Nord Stream, but most modern pipelines are able to be shut in from up and down stream as soon as they detect a leak. And of course, if it's being blown up, you've got, you know, very little time to hurry up and get it shut before yeah. uh, you lose a whole lot of product. But it's, uh, I would be surprised if there was lasting ecological damage from that. But what is damaging is the suspicion and the fact that no one really knows what happened with that one. And, you know, Joe Biden himself withdrew the sanctions on Russia to build Nord Stream 2. Mm -hmm. So oh, he yeah, was I'm... the one that put Russia in the position in the first place. And then, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't be overly surprised if it was our own team that was blowing oh, it up. But... We're the only ones <laughs> that could pull that off. But here's another question um, I have for you. And this is a serious question to a certain extent, even though it's going to sound like it isn't. Has there ever been a study done on the effects to climate of war. You have a, a, a president, when he was vice president, Barack Obama was president, they dropped more bombs than George W. Bush and Bill Clinton and George Bush the first combined, just under uh, um, Barack Obama's tenure. This president is once again giving weapons to all kinds of conflicts around the world, and we're bombing the hell out of everybody. Has there ever been a study done on what that it does to the climate? You mean to tell me... It's my well-made car that has damage to the earth, but these bombs from Raytheon mean nothing. Is there any way to maybe wake some people up through the damage caused by man-made war? <laughs> well, that's a, I'm, I'm sure that that argument would, uh, for the climate people, would probably work out pretty well in your favor, actually. But um, And in fact, one of the first things that John Kerry said as tanks started rolling into Ukraine was that he was worried about the climate impact of tanks rolling into Ukraine. Uh, and he worried that it would not only be a problem, you know, emissions-wise, because it's not like those vehicles are running on electric, uh, he also thought that the war itself would be too much of a distraction from climate change issues. But I guess as someone with the title of climate czar, John Kerry probably is just doing his job on that one. But... Um, you know what else the side it's, effect uh, is uh, that I find up upsetting that I think you could maybe help people shed some light on? It's our American policies that first enriched the camel depot of Saudi Arabia. The book Titan explains this, and in fact, to this day, uh, it's pulled out, the oil is pulled out of the wells that were provided by John D. Rockefeller and American oil companies. It's our policies in this country that enriched the Iranians that threatened nuclear war. It's our policies that enriched Russia. It's our policies that enrich China. Do you think maybe we can trace all of the problems down to politicians and their policies versus the quality of life these captains of industries like J.D. Rockefeller delivered before the government figured out how to bastardize it? Well, probably. Um, of course, it's not just the United States, although as you know, the leading basically the leading economy um, 
we have a for pretty now. large role to play in that. Yeah, for now, right. Um, but I have seen some very questionable and, frankly, a little bit worrying moves from China and Brazil and Russia. on Ooh, Venezuela. Uh, we forgot Venezuela. It's a utopia there, yeah, unless, Venezuela of course, you're a dog or a cat. In... You end up on a baguette. In the meantime, <laughs> um, do you think that Democrats are aware that they wouldn't know Newsom's name if it wasn't for Getty's money? Oh, I'm sure. But <laughs> and, and I'm actually, I would be so shocked if, if he actually got anywhere in trying to run for president because, I mean, California is just absolutely hemorrhaging people because of their horrible policies. Right. Well, the good thing is I, I, I once was reading a, a, um, a paper after Ted Cruz won, and come to find out it was the people who fled California that moved to Texas that reelected Ted Cruz versus the Texans who were more interested in welfare that supported Beto O'Rourke. So there's always a silver lining. In the meantime, I often find that silver lining at the Heartland Institute. I want to thank you for making time, taking time from the Heartland Institute to come on my show, and we will have you back. Is that okay? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Lania Lucan, thank you so much for coming on. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. (laughs) AM560, The Answer. Oh, we got a lot of good calls. Donald Trump indicted. China just cut a deal with Brazil to buy oil in the yuan. China. India, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Russia, all de-dollarizing. Claims of unemployment lied. Revisions are not revisions. They're admissions of lying by the government. GDP versus spending. What are we at? About 130%, give or take. And uh, all the media wants to talk about is the indictment of a kangaroo court proving that we are the same banana republic of Central and South America, Venezuela, Brazil, among others. Jason Roy, Ohio. How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you, brother? I'm doing great. Um, what, the scientist you had on today was excellent. More people need to hear about the real facts of so-called climate change, I believe. Um, what a hypocrisy it is. And uh, But they're getting rich, I guess. That's how it works. The fear Trillion-dollar industry, and- kid. Trillion-dollar industry. And look at what your grandfather had to do just to give a roof over your father's head, huh? Yeah, he uh, he would be he'd be rolling over at this point if he wasn't cremated. Anyway, uh, (laughs) and the Trump thing's hilarious. I mean, (laughs) that's just funny. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I particularly like the fact that the granddaughter of the sitting president has a mother who has a lot in common with Stormy Daniels. Only the father was not uh, a yeah a lot going on. Everything in common. Jason. Yeah, buddy. Bozo's grandson, Greg in Rogers Park. Sean, I just uh, see now uh, Jan Sikowski is coming out all pious and pompous and smiling about Donald Trump. Her husband got arrested, and he, he spent millions of dollars out of the taxpayers, and I'm convinced that she herself is guilty of corruption, and that she's part of also some of this bank fraud that's going on. I could be wrong. You're talking in 2006. Your you're talking in 2006. Bob Creamer, one of the most unluckier husbands. In America, he uh, pled guilty to bank fraud and failure to pay 
withholding taxes and was sentenced to five months in federal prison. His firm, Democracy Partners, was also linked, if I'm not mistaken, it was that firm or another one, to the, uh, uh, the violence at the Trump speech at UIC. And he is the husband of uh, a very unattractive Congress birthing person. Thank you, Greg, for reminding everybody. Robert in Bloomingdale. He looks John, nothing how like are you Bob Creamer. Good. How are What's you? What's that? I said you look nothing like Bob Creamer. You bear a striking resemblance to Jan Schakowsky, however. Oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> I remember that. I, I, I was going to come over to your cigar store, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll but. be in town. I'll be in town around Easter, maybe. Maybe. Oh, yeah. oh I'd like to meet you. You have a lot to talk about. But sure, sure. You know, here's the thing I wanted to say. I, was, I wanted to respond. I was coming home today in the car from work, and I heard Green Puff talking, and he's saying how glad he is that President Trump's been indicted. I hope that, Cream, hey, Cream Puff, I hope your radical friends have some facts because you are innocent until, pruti, until proven guilty in a court of law. And number two, if you got to take uh, the word of a so-called <coughs> actress, there's your credibility shot right there because look what she does for, for a profession. First of all, that, that presumption of innocence only goes for gangster disciples, drug dealing Latin kings, and any descendant of the Sinaloa cartel, not presidents who are Republican. Thank you, though, very much, Robert. I do appreciate that about you. In the meantime, did I say, I didn't say home, did I? I said back to the ghetto. Did I say home? This is my home, Florida. And by the way, I understand right now there might be a uh, flip-flop brigade heading to Mar-a-Lago as DeSantis says he will not assist New York in kidnapping the former president. This is all very good news. In the meantime, what is the next distraction? What do you think it's going to be? I think I have an idea. A former regional leader of Taiwan is in mainland China on a 12-day visit. He says people on both sides of the Taiwan Strait are Chinese and called for peace in the region. Uh-oh. Well, that doesn't, that doesn't help the American idea that we got to send weapons to Taiwan. We're sending weapons to Ukrainian Nazis. We're sending weapons all over. What do we got going on in Syria? Over 5,000 troops, they only say it's 500. And all of this doesn't make any news. None of it makes any news. I don't understand. I really don't. We sincerely hope that the two sides of the strait will walk together to pursue peace, avoid conflict and revitalize China. This is a necessary responsibility of the Chinese people on both sides of the strait. We will work hard to achieve it. Well, Ma Yingdu has made history as the first former or sitting regional leader of Taiwan to visit the mainland since the end of the Chinese Civil War 7. Do you know how many hundreds of billions of dollars we've subsidized to Taiwan? Hundreds of billions. For what? What is all of it for? And in the meantime, we are doing what exactly when it comes to our economy here in America. This is also a key part of the fight against climate change. Uh, we're, of course, always ready and willing to work with Congress, also implementing that law as written and doing it with urgency, uh, because we've got to make sure that uh, we get the economic benefits and the climate benefits of this bill as quickly as possible. Butted up against a debt ceiling, the banks in this country are starting to wiggle. There's a little wobble in the wiggle. I wanted to ask why the Biden administration wants the FDIC to spare community banks from the special um, assessment to cover, you know, the insurance insurance deposits for Silicon Valley. And I mean, I wonder if anybody's going to ask Jan Schakowsky. I mean, she knows about banking. Her husband pled guilty to frauding the banks. banks. I mean, the default is that all banks pay. Why not broaden the base? 
Um, so I just want to, are you asking about a particular bank, in, in a particular bank here? No, I mean, I mean, the Biden administration earlier was talking about the FDIC sparing community banks mm -hmm. from the special assessment to cover the cost of insuring deposits at Silicon Valley and signature banks. Since the, since the default generally is that all banks will pay to broaden the base, the FDIC does have some discretion, I understand. But I, I wanted to understand why is, why is the administration encouraging that? So, By the way, since Jan Schakowsky's husband pled guilty to bank fraud, she has been elected seven times. The Illinois Democrats love the scam, La Cosa Nostra. I'll say this, look, the, D, the, the DIF, the DIF, has more than enough to cover, right? Uh, any, any Silicon Valley bank and signature bank deposits that cannot be paid using funds from the banks or the sale of their assets. And the FDIC has said any losses that the DIF will be, will be uh, recovered by a special assessment on the banks, not the taxpayers. We think it's important uh, to make sure that these community banks, these regional banks, are also uh, put in a strong place, in a resilient, are also resilient as well uh and so i'm gonna what does it look like when the world stops trading oil in the petrodollar what does that look like don't worry things are getting better here yeah, thanks, Green. Uh, so HR1 uh, passed the House earlier today, and the House Speaker said it would open up uh, permits for drilling and lower energy prices, and it was bipartisan. So if it's bipartisan, why wouldn't the president sign it if it hits his desk? Look, I, I talked about this earlier uh, in the week, about specifically about our thoughts about HR1. I don't have anything else uh, beyond that to, to share. Um, you know, uh... I do. He won't sign it because China's plan is working out perfectly. That's why they bribed the now sitting diaper-wearing dimwit who pretends to be president. That's why they bribed so many Democrat Congress people. See if Jan Schakowsky is the recipient of Chinese money, as so many of her colleagues are like Swalwell, the gassy Swalwell. In the meantime, the plan is working perfectly because Joe Biden is a traitor. He is an enemy of this country, as so many Democrats are. He is an asset to the Chinese Communist Party. That is why they do not care how we are losing and on how many ways they're going to focus on Donald Trump. Details. I plead exhaustion, Mr. Secretary. You have exhausted me. You have exhausted this panel. You have exhausted the patience of the American people. You should resign. Well, how about being impeached, Josh Hawley? Because if you were exhausted then, what are you going to be tomorrow when you have to admit that we are not a republic anymore? We are a mobocracy that Joe Biden, the Chinese Communist Party, paid for. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I can understand the way I feel. Axios reporting Donald Trump faces three more potential indictments. Efforts to interfere with the peaceful transfer of power leading up to the January 6th protest. Trump handling of classified documents. Potentially obstruction of justice. Efforts to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. And the Banana Republic will do exactly what they do in Venezuela, in Brazil, the former Soviet Union, Ukrainian oligarch-run pretend country, and so many other despotic hellholes but this is you're learning something you see you stay on the offense so no one can investigate the true crime perpetrated by you in collusion the chinese communist party through your 
Eparechics. By the way, when you deposed Dr. Fauci, did, how many times did he happen to say he didn't know or couldn't remember? He said, I do not recall or variations thereof 174 times. And- Can we indict Dr. Fauci for paying the Chinese Communist Wuhan lab through EcoHealth Alliance? We have the payments. We have the payments back to Dr. Fauci uh, through Big Pharma and other entities. Another question for you. The NIH continues to refuse to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Can we indict any of those scientists, any of those former NIH employees? Can we do anything? Can we get answers to any questions of the origins of the Fauci flu? And adding in uh, variations, if I don't remember, at least 212 times. Wow. Smartest man on the planet couldn't remember 212 times? He couldn't remember things, including things that he had told the national media, quote, I remember it very well, that he would say 16 times. I don't recall details of that meeting. Now, now you, uh, is that, you went to, you were near the top of your class at Harvard Law School, Rhodes Scholar, is that right, Mr. Sauer? Uh, uh, I've submitted a biographical statement. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I looked at your, your biography. It's pretty impressive. Is that pretty high? You've done a lot of depositions. You've done a lot of legal work. You've deposed a lot of people. It's 212 times pretty high? I've taken dozens of depositions. I've never seen anything like it, including in this case where other federal government witnesses frequently profess inability to recall. So the guy who told us all these things, who was, you know, the smartest man on the planet, he set a record. Highest you've ever seen and not re- couldn't recall, didn't remember. I've never seen anything like it. Okay. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about royalties. That's the question. No, that's the question. Now, let's indict this crooked-nosed bastard, this asset of enemies foreign and domestic. He's only second to the dimwit in diapers, some call president. Greg in Le- Lake Geneva. There you go, Lake Geneva, not LaGrange. Although Greg and Lake, um, Lake, uh, LaGrange, he's an awesome guy, too. So anyway, yeah. you know, turn on the station. I listen to you. Actually, I listen to you streaming. You know, China's going to go try to take over Taiwan. They're going to get away yeah. with it because, well, China Taiwan is, wants uh, it to. partnered yes. up with Russia. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're missing that journalist that got arrested in Russia. Yeah. I'm going to go out on the limb and say basically they want to use that for leverage to get another prisoner swap. They did it once, they'll get it again. Why, do we have another, but, do we have another uh, arms dealer for the Soviets? Go ahead. I'm sure there's somebody that they, got, they want back. You know, got the whole brick thing with Brazil and India and all that. I wonder if Basically, Victor Bout hired Hunter Biden's baby mama for a lap dance. That's an excellent question. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, but, but I think, why do I listen to this? Why don't I just calm down, go listen to some death metal <laughs> no, I listen to Sean. Why? You crack me up, man. Oh, Especially that uh, that recording of the woman calling in, how she's just appalled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's it why, Greg, up and, and in Lake you, Geneva, this show is for us, not the Democrat mafia members. Are those too stupid to see it? And I'll be back in 21 hours to kick their teeth down their throat once again. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.